another fucking installment of the best podcast in the motherfucking world. Unmotherfucking her. At the highest that I ever be. Yeah. Look through the clouds, you just see God in me. Yeah. Going hard, that's the God in me. 2 a.m. whipping, can't fall asleep. Yeah. I slide the top off, help me breathe. Pop like a leaf, help me relieve. You can tell by the chains, man, who running things. Slide through my hood like I'm sure, cause they. All right, mental health check-in. Chance was depressed last week. Chance, how we feeling? You depressed again? Yeah, I'm really mad, but I'm not depressed. I was so you're depressed mad. Last All right, week. I was you're going through mad. the stages of grief. You're going through the correct stages. Next week, you'll be accepting of it, and it'll be a really great episode. Wrong. This, this nigga just angry. listens to Young Boy, and this is what happens. That is Try what happened. He, was, was, he texted this morning. He was depressed, and he was like, "I'm okay. I'll just listen to Young Boy." And now he's mad. <laughs> that's what Young that's Boy. Exa- that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Not mad. I'm just over it. Summer Walker. <laughs> wow. Chance might have the greatest transition of 2020. Shoot go ahead. Give you a review of letting go. From the half court line. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's cool. It's just an EP. We, um, uh, we know who Chance wants aside, to talk Chance. about. Take we, know aside, Chance. we know who Chance wants to talk about. I mean, I thought it was cool, but it ain't like something. It was just like some summer music over the quarantine. That's like literally what it was. It wasn't nothing to like write home about. I'm not going nuts over the EP. Like, it was cool. Like, I'm not killing it. It's like, it's it's just cool, cool EP. I thought it was probably some of the, like, I liked it better than the Black EP. So, like, I think it was definitely a, uh, like, a solid bit of music. Um, I think it was slightly better than Cool. Like, I think it was a solid performance a solid showing for summer um especially if she has more work coming this later this fall or this winter or whatever but i like the tracks i like the party next door track i think it's like one of the best things he's done all year i like those other features that she had like noah 101 or whatever his name was um no one noah no one no one noah what's his name yeah no one noah yeah him um not the best name not a great name but he was a cool feature so I don't know. I'm, none of these songs are probably going in my playlist. And that's kind of what it comes down to for the R&B records. So. I thought it was a good EP. I thought it was the best EP we've gotten in quarantine. Like We've been getting a lot of these like throwaway oh, mini EPs. In quarantine. Yeah, it's the, this is the year. best one. He was about this to is the most load up effort. his Brent love. We all know how I feel about that Brent guy. Well, Cali is number one in the EP 2020. I if got I Brent. Had to make a ranking. I got, I got Brent, Brent and Cali. Well, she did in four songs. Brent hers, took thirteen. Hers was hers was more of an EP. Yeah. All right, but this was back this summer. Um, yeah, I thought Summer actually like tried, whereas like her own like label mate Black, I feel like he phoned it in on his EP, and like other everybody else's EPs kind of been like, I'm just bored and I was making like random shit. Summer just felt like she was going back to like the old Summer before like um over it, and she became a star, like the chill Summer that everybody liked. That was my question. Do you guys like this type of summer, like the mixtape EP summer, or do you like the album star mode super produced summer? Um, uh, I kind of like the super produced summer. Like, I feel like I'm just gonna get bored with this, like with this, like mixtape whatever summer. You know for an I mean? album, like, for an album, I agree because like those London on the track records are, they definitely like, are like a little that more that production age her exactly. Um. But for some reason, I I don't like summer on the up on the more upbeat songs. Like the only song I really like was um, that Usher record, "Come Through." I think it was called "Come Through," uh, which kind of had like some faster production. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm down for a more, as you would call it, like boring vibe for like summer. Um, I just don't really, I don't really want to hear her on too many like fast beats, or like anything too hip hop infused. Really, I think. When things are like empty and she just has an opportunity to like really sing, um, I think that's when she does best. I just hate when she do that whine and stuff. Like sometimes she like, really can't sing though, and like I just don't like it. I don't want to come off like a hater, but there's some songs where it's like, yo, this isn't good singing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, and sometimes her songwriting just be suspect. So, I mean, I'm not no, gonna kill. I, I don't think her singing is her bag. I think. Her subject matter is what makes Summer Walker special. But even why then, I don't like, like the super produced. But even then, I mean, what is her subject matter though? That what is different about her subject matter than any other contemporary? She talks about the things that no other 
most contemporary R&B women are going to talk about the same, like, three things. They're going to talk about sex, falling in love, like, those, like, I don't know what the third thing is, but... Like, abandonment. What, what does Summer Walker talk about? <laughs> On this EP alone, Coming she talked through. about... She talked about, like, going back to the per- nigga that dubbed her in high school at post-glow up. Like, nobody's, nobody else is talking about that. Like, she just okay, brings Tyler. out subjects that happen, and nobody else really thinks about it. To me, you can say okay because like, you're a hater and you're no, no, like that's a not snow clip writer. Is, but summer is like, um, to, in my opinion, summer's like the female version of Bryson Tiller. Um, <sighs> I think she's just hot. Find a way to insert Bryson Tiller hate for no I reason. Think, I think she's hot. <laughs> nothing like, I think like. she's good. But I'm just like that. That last project was 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 incredible. His EP was decent, but. I'm waiting on like another another project. She has to, she has to make another project that lives up to that last one. Uh, for me, she already has two to... really great projects. What was the first <laughs> really great one? <laughs> the one with I don't remember the name, but the one with Girls Need Love. That was a really great project. I'm not even hip. I barely even yeah, heard I'm the last not, project I don't know she if put I'm on. Yep, because that uh, the, that last joint was crazy though. But um. Yeah, she's kind of like in that Bryson Tiller lane for me right now. Like, um, subject matter, like she's doing something. She got a little different flavor, but um, I'm still waiting to see. Like, I get a little bored sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like, All right. Chance and Vance clearly aren't into summer enough for this even conversation. Like, I'm going to play this with my shorty, but I'm single and in quarantine. So what's the, like, what do you want me to say about this project? <laughs> Alone in my house. Like... It's not really the vibes for it. We'll see. It might sound different in L.A. Okay, Chance, defend your queen. Your queen of R&B, Snow. Go you ahead. came in already, like, bigging her this up. Is, this very is my queen single. right now. I'm just going to big up the, my favorite single. Probably just my favorite music this weekend. Posted it on the Instagram. Simping a little bit. Whatever, whatever. Dying for your love. Accompanied by a very fire mu- music video. Snow Allegra, man. And, um... I'm just happy because this means more music soon. Um, she took her time with this single. The vibes are just there. She she just brings like a flavor that just reminds me of like a almost like an Alicia Keys as far as like songwriting goes. But she kind of has that Sade like just vibe and aura where she's just you know Man. majestic. It's crazy. And this is a crazy kind of Alicia a Keys crazy and Sade comparison. Summer got a Bryson um, Tiller comparison. Bryson Tiller no, versus Summer is nice. Sade nice. and Alicia Keys. That's insane. But, but insane. I think no. I mean, I don't think there's really any denying, in my opinion, that um, Snow had the better project last year. And I just think like that one single had my attention all weekend. Um, just compared to that. What summer, about that, that single? EP. What about that single had your attention? I thought it was a great soulful single. <laughs> the biggest I thought it was goals. a great soulful single. Why, what is it about the single that y'all think I'm exaggerating, or was it not a great track? Was it not? I just don't. I don't a, think it was. I don't think. I don't think you wow. should be able to. You shouldn't be posting pictures every week on Instagram with with Pharrell and all these crazy producers, like all these artists. Like you're dro- about to drop some crazy shit, which I'm sure she is. And then drop this track. Like, nah. If you're like, I want to. What was bad about this track? It was a solo performance. I it's thought she cool, bad. I don't think it's, it's as good as you were like banging it up to be. Like, if this was on her last project, this would be probably one of the worst three tracks on it. I agree. Like, it's not crazy like you're talking about. It's a like, single. I, I, it's it literally was, a, a single. A single. And all right, and it had your attention just, all week. It was. It was short <laughs> and sweet. It was a good vibe for the three minutes that it was on. It's, it's some great production. I couldn't. I, I'll Summer's be honest. Voice is angelic. And I like the songwriting. I had so no desire. I had no desire to finish the song. It sounded like three minutes of the exact same beat. There was no switch ups. There was no yeah, no. Well, maybe like maybe we're not listening to the same thing because y'all just big up this summer project and then we go no, flip, I'm just, flip flop. No, I'm just asking. I just don't know why I would listen. Not good. Why would you listen to this snow single versus her last album? Like, there's no reason I would. Play why this. would you listen to this summer EP as opposed to her last album? Because she's got a party. Two completely different I sounds. A, I think all the songs off that summer EP are better than everything she put on this project, and that's just facts in my opinion. I was bored. Like this EP, like it was whatever. Like it was on, it was off. I don't get some good background music. it was some good background music. I don't. You feel but that we way don't, about we don't snow. have to argue. The we snow, sing, the snow single sounded like a loop. 
<laughs> but you didn't get bored by that. But you got bored by Summer's EP. It was a very, um, I would say that Snow Singer just kind of puts you in like a trance. Like it's a very just like meditative, just, it, it, it's just a great track. You know what I mean? Like if you dying for somebody love, you can agree with me. Shout out my bae, Lily. You feel me? If you dying for somebody love, you might agree with me. If you ain't dying for no now love, now I feel, now I feel like you have to listen topic. to the song. Yeah, I think I feel like topic. I feel like he definitely just listened to the title because that song is talking about not having the person you love I'm and crying. losing that person and trying to get just them read back. The title and you just and shout out your to girl music. to that song. I can't be dying for my girl love. No, he said in the song she's saying the relationship didn't work out. She's saying that the entire time and how she thought he I was the one. I didn't. I didn't say this song made me think of my girl. That's that literally what you was, did. You just yeah, shouted her, shout her out. <laughs> All I said was, shout out Lee, I'm dying for your love. Like, shout out right. Chance shout only out looks at Chance only looks at the titles and listens to the hooks. <laughs> Chance does Stop. not listen to lyrics. Stop, uh, let's get an unheard artist to break up Chance's terrible intro takes. Oh, let me do, let me go first. We're gonna play Dying for Your Love, Snow Allegra. Oh my god. So <laughs> all the people can hear this this sweetness. I want y'all to listen to the lyrics and hear what chance to shout out his girlfriend on. No, you trying to get me in trouble with my girlfriend. This is supposed to be cute. Tell me how are we supposed to still be talking every day when everything between us just completely changed? Oh, I tell me how am I supposed to go ahead and just erase every feeling, every memory we shared? Cause I was dying for this love, this love Yeah, I was dying for your love, your love I kind of wanted to get into something else with the Kanye shit I was, I was kind of curious about, like What y'all think about just the media coverage of him in general? Cause like, I've seen a lot of reports saying that, like It's kind of predatory journalism amongst I think Taj, even you had a tweet that was like Saying something along the lines of like interviewing Kanye, like these, like these uh, companies, like Forbes or whatever, are basically interviewing Kanye, knowing that he's not in a good place mentally, just so that they can get some type of like crazy quote from him, and then go on and highlight that crazy quote in order for like clicks on their website or whatever. Yeah, as soon as and I like, read that Forbes piece, I was like, this would be an ethics case study in any of my journalism class. Like, this is unethical. Like even like the journalist, the journalist knew it. Like in his um like intro, he was like, "As Kanye babbled for four hours, like you know, you're not talking to somebody in their right mind." It was crazy. Because basically, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Forbes did a a piece basically, quote unquote, giving Kanye a platform to speak on his presidential campaign, and he basically just didn't have answers when they asked him about foreign policy and domestic issues and things like that and instead they published all these like crazy quotes where he talked about wanting the nba to be unified and that would be his first act of foreign policy and stuff like that and um like you get your laughs off for a second and then you kind of just realize like what's the point in forbes doing this shit other than kind of just like exploiting kanye for clicks and i'm not gonna say Kanye's completely the victim here because like he does have to agree to do the interview um like i think he's kind of friends with Forbes at this point it's been like four Forbes features in the last year um but I I'm definitely curious what y'all think because I know there's been a lot of different opinions about Kanye going out in the public or do we blame like a lot of people want Kanye to shut up and they're blaming it on him or do you blame these media outlets for uh continuously interviewing him as if they're looking for something of value rather than just clickbait literally you don't have to read or pay attention to anything Kanye is doing right now, which is what I've been doing. But people are going to pay attention. Because I do this podcast. But you don't have to. Like, I don't want to put it on journalists to practice ethics and be ethical because we already know they're not going to do that. So it's just up to the person to not read into it and feed into it and fuel the foolishness. It, 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 they're going to they're gonna publish the stories that they believe people want to hear. So if you go on and you read the story, if you give it life, if you tweet about it, then of course they're gonna keep publishing BS like that. Just you just don't have to pay attention. We already know Kanye is not in a great place. We already know this presidential bid was BS from the beginning. So I don't know why people like um, Crazy Man, Chance the Rapper. I'm mad I have to share a name with this fool. 
that's biggest your boy. fall off in hip hop history. <laughs> um, I might add. I don't know why he had to get on Twitter and pull a Terry Crews and defend Kanye, talking about why don't people want to see him get elected. All right, I didn't it's like almost people. as though these people are literally living under a rock and just no. speaking out of their ass without any education. Okay, think or about it though. Think about it though. About. People kill Chance, and I've been killing Chance since like 2013. Like, so I understand killing Chance, but I don't. I don't think Chance the rapper deserved to be killed in this instance. Like, this is a presidential race where two candidates, everybody admits both candidates are very ass. And now you have your mentor, someone you look up to, announce his name. You think Chance the Rapper isn't going to show support? Like, I don't see why he's getting show killed support, for Show support this, is dangerous, though. I, I get that. He has, man. like, a crazy platform and blah, blah, blah. presidential bid is not wrong. So, Chance the Rapper, we don't need you fueling the bullshit. You feel me? We don't need you playing into it because you have people that look up to you. You have people that... Listen to your platform. We don't need you feeding into the bullshit. Any person with sense can clearly see that this bid is not legit. So we don't even want people to even get the inkling or inclination that Kanye has any chance of being president in the year 2020 because it is literally impossible. So okay, even so if though Kanye has not no the best chance, candidate, if Kanye has no even chance though of being Biden president, is not the best candidate. You don't tell people to vote for Kanye and take away votes He didn't from tell Biden. people to vote, for, vote Kanye, for Kanye, though. That's what I'm saying. He got no, killed for see, asking a bunch of questions about Kanye's, at, like, running. Like, I, feel like I don't Chance get why the he get killed is, for asking questions. No, see, Chance the Rapper, see, nah, that's the rhetoric that the white boys have, the MAGA white kids have in class when there's a discussion on, like, gentrification and they want to play devil's advocate. Like... It's like, okay, you might have a point, but what is the point? Like, like nobody's talking about that right now. Like, of all the things Chance the Rapper could be tweeting, he should not be asking people, why do y'all trust Joe Biden more than Kanye? Like, what? When that's not even the case. People just know that Joe Biden is going to, he has the it's best politics. chance of winning the It's election. politics. It's not Literally. about trust. Like, it's a, it's a political, utilitarian okay, decision. Like, okay. there's no, like, if you're looking... For the best possible outcome, which will result in the net good for the most American people possible, Kanye West is nowhere in that equation. And Chance the Rapper is always that. he's always been one of the smart rappers. You know, he's been in that childish Gambino class of like the smart rappers. So it's like, what are you doing? What what are you doing? People okay, I get what y'all are saying, but I don't see how y'all can't at least try to understand where Chance is coming from. Like, I don't understand no, why I feel killed today. I don't want to understand killed. it because no, I don't want to No, I, I understand him. He wants a feature. He wants a feature. He wants a feature on the feature. new Kanye. his mentor. Like, this guy he idolized and has looked up to forever. Fam, announced his run. Fam, Kanye said... There you go. Stop worshiping celebrities. Stop Kanye, worshiping your mentor. Kanye, Kanye said... Just like you. This is his Kanye friend. Kanye y'all are... This isn't, like, a person you know, like, going to school and saying I'm voting for Kanye because he made, like, Yeezus. This is Chance the Rapper who is, like, friends, close friends with Kanye. You think you, thought, you didn't think he wasn't going to publicly support Kanye? Like if Chance, if our Chance was running for president, I'm not supporting that nigga. I'm telling him if our Chance was running for president, I would retweet his little like postings. I would nah, retweet him. Nah, nah, you're. But crazy. I would not run for president with the malicious intent, knowing that a I have absolutely no chance of winning this race as I'm not even a real contestant or a real candidate. I'm not in B, knowing that every vote counts and that there will be people who will vote for me, thus taking away votes from Biden. That's not that's not even true. Knowing even how people close just associating that. That's not true. Like even in a poll okay. that you were about to mention earlier, he took the votes away from Trump. Like I feel like that's still has poll. I feel like that's what that's what Chance not Chance the Rapper. I g I I'll just call him Chance the Rapper and then we'll call our Chance Chance. What Chance was saying about like if we don't if we don't give any light to these situations then like nothing is going to happen and that's kind of how i feel like let the niggas presidential campaign die off like there's no point in talking about it because the Which more we people know that talk would. about it it's just going to be more people that go in there and they're like you know what trump biden like nah like let me maybe just write west on the on the ballot and like the quicker we get people we get that thought out of like people's minds in general which I don't even think there's going to be that many people to vote for Ye. In That's the what I'm saying. Place. It's not even that but, serious. Nobody would want to vote for Ye, period. Like, who cares? But it's if just his it's friend just is supporting stupid. It. It's just stupid. 
it feels. I'm just I mad feel that like, Chance the Rapper feels the only way he can be relevant is making outlandish tweets like this. Fam, I'm Release trying to tell y'all. Music, nigga, if you want to, I'm be trying right. to tell everybody. Y'all. Just we're gonna see. Chance, and we're gonna see. We're gonna see a Chance the Rapper. We're gonna see a Chance the Rapper feature on the new Kanye album, and niggas are gonna know exactly. And we're gonna know exactly why that Chance feature is there. Okay, Chance has done work with Kanye before. Like, y'all are making me a Chance defender when I do not even care about and the And then Chance music. started sucking, and then Chance sucked. And what happened? Kanye didn't put him on none of those last albums because he's been there trash. You there you go. The nigga said, I met ta- Kanye West, so I'm never going to fail. And what has he done since? He got married, and he's failed. <laughs> Don't blame Jared. Jared that one bite out. He just failed. Do that one no, bite No, he, he got married, and one then he named the shit the, the Good Day. The Good Day, or whatever that shit is called. He had one terrible album. The Big Day. Terrible album. All he's done is fail, and he's opened his mouth senselessly. Yeah, I don't and he sold hear, hella three hats. I don't want to hear Chance <laughs> talking about why people don't want to vote for Kanye. Just as much as I don't want to hear whatever the fuck Terry Crews is talking about. Just shut up. If you don't have anything con- constructive or productive today, just shut up. There's no need to like perpetuate this. Talk about something that matters. Talk about something with some substance. Like I don't want to hear it. You feel me? So. Uh, we can we can just move on, man. I got I got a viral tweet for y'all. We haven't done one of these in a little minute, but I thought it would be an interesting topic to talk about. Um, Ti recently got on an interview with I think Big Boy, and um, you know he just said that people he said a lot of wild him, shit. Yeah, people should pay him respect, and you know they, they should <laughs> compare him and put him up there with the greats such as um, Kanye West. He mentioned specifically Kanye West, Jay Z. And Lil Wayne saying, like, you know, he did a lot for the culture and just, you know, remember all them hits. He's saying people have, like, just forgotten about him. And I just want to get, you know, your feelings on that. Like, where does T.I. stand? Like, how important of a figure is T.I. in at least modern hip-hop, you know, history? I mean, we got to give respect where it's due. Is he right? Like, do we we need to respect him and put him up there with those greats? He's definitely underrated. Where do y'all stand on that? He's underrated, but he's stretching it. Like, you don't he's think he's up there crazy. with those guys? He's, he's he, like, the way the term King of the South rolls off his tongue so effortlessly, like, Lil Wayne doesn't exist, that shit is crazy to me. Like, and, like, albeit I'm not from the South, like, y'all claim or whatever, like, I don't I don't know what's being played down there. I'm sure in, like, New Orleans, Wayne is probably, like, always reign supreme, but I saw people on Twitter saying T.I. is, like, played in the South and shit for sure, but, like, talking about comparing him to Jeezy and Wayne and shit like that. Um, I saw, I saw one clip where, like, he was trying to justify this, and he was saying like he was basically taking credit for like Sickle Mode, saying that he executive produced Sickle Mode for Travis Scott, and that like he has versatility. When I feel I like mean, that shit is just such yeah, a stretch. Yeah, I did. He, he he was a he was pivotal and and you know kind of putting Travis on on the map. Sure, but claiming sickle mode, like, come on, bro. I feel like he's just stretching. He's stretching it to kind of make it seem like he has a bit bigger impact than he does. Not to say he doesn't have impact because he definitely does. So in terms of just impact and influence and just you know what he's done for the game, who would you put him up there next to? You wouldn't put him up there next to Kanye or. Um, I think, Wayne, belongs, who, who, I think he belongs. Right where where he 50, belong I think he belongs right where I think he belongs right where right where fifty was. That's why I like about the versus shit. Like the versus shit on IG, you get to see where people kind of stack up in tiers. Like we were having the conversation about tiers or whatever, but like the versus really allows people to see like who. So he's like tier two as far as goats go. I I guess, but like it's different, you know. Like he had his impact, and his impact that was that he was the first to do the trap sound or whatever, but just because you're the first isn't going to mean you're the best. Like, I think that's Gosh. clear. I don't I don't really care about Hyman, man. I don't really want to talk about T.I. Hyman, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about it and just address it briefly. I think he does make a fair point in that he's not appreciated enough or recognized as one of those, like, you know, kind of founding fathers of modern hip-hop because there's no denying that you know, T.I. can be credited along with, like, Gucci Mane and Jeezy for really, like, um, like pushing that trap sound and really, you know, bringing it to the forefront. And then along with guys uh, like Ludacris and, you know, uh, Outkast, he's, he's one of those first guys to really put Atlanta on the map. And as we know now, Atlanta is, like, the hottest place basically in music right now. So 
Um, as far as that goes, impact like is is pretty much undeniable. Um, as far as just music though, I don't think he has the catalog to match those guys. So while his impact might be, you know, comparable to a Fifty Cent or a Gucci Mane, or even a um a Lil Wayne, like I don't think his catalog matches quite quite stacks up with those guys. He was guys. in the game. I think, he was I in think the game for a while. So like I can respect him for that because like he was even on Blurred Lines, which was like. 20, 2012, I feel like, around there, 2012, 2013. But even so, like, on his, top of that, like, T.I. has done, you know, movies. He's done more than just music. I think what, he, he, he really, like, set, laid out the blueprint for, you know, how to really make it in this rap shit. I think what hurts him in comparison to the other guys you named in that tier is that, like, when T.I. peaked, his peak hasn't aged as well as, like, Wayne's peak or 50's peak. Like, you can still go back and listen to their best stuff, but nobody's, like, going back and listening to, like, whatever you like like nobody's listening to that but you'll go and listen <laughs> yeah, to wayne's true. like amelia you'll go and listen to 50 cents like whatever his big song was like their peaks aged better than ti's but i do agree that ti's influence is underrated because he was like the first guy to do the whole trap thing yeah so gotta respect him but i don't think he's quite quite in that tier i might put him like maybe a tier under that um but yeah i've got an unheard I shockingly haven't played him on the podcast yet, even though I like post them once a week. But uh, I got one advances, uh, Utes. I got Lancey Foe. I play Cuddy Walk. My is man on the moon. Cuddy on me, man on the moon. Hello, colors in my walk. I'm a man on the tree. I make a star when she told. She say I change her mood. No, I'm just not the biggest I'm just not the biggest fan of juice in general. I actually did enjoy this project or as much as I was able to hear. I think I got through like the first ten songs. And I'm not a juice hater. I don't think juice is a bad artist at all. Like he deserves all the love that he gets. No hate. Chance is pretty I fake. I personally am not. Fake. I'm not the. At Day in no, Vegas. No, I remember you the, laughing at me for trying to go see Juice's set. I remember that. <laughs> and now you want to say, I'm not a Juice hater. <laughs> no, I honestly, I'm just not the biggest fan of like that emo rap song that he and Trippy Red and XX have kind of like popularized. Um, I'm just not in high school anymore. I think that's what it was. Like, I'm not 17 and depressed. I'm like that's what 20 I'm saying. and like, I'm, I'm just not that. <laughs> I'm not. That's just not really my vibe. But I respect it. I thought. I think Juice makes good music. I just was never the biggest fan to begin with. So, um, I don't have anything bad to say about the album. I didn't, I didn't even get to get through the whole thing. But what I heard, I actually did like, and I can see why people really enjoy Juice's music because he is a unique artist. Like, what he's doing hasn't really done been done as much before obviously he has his predecessors and like a kid cuddy and a kanye but you know kind of his spin on it he's really popularized and um brought this like emo sound to the mainstream along with like trippy red lil xan and xx as i mentioned it was not uh, so the lil xan's name in there <laughs> <laughs> uh i i like um i didn't like it as much as his last project just because i'm not the biggest fan of like super sad juice i like more so like turned up like freestyling juice um and this project was like mainly 80 percent sad uh my favorite tracks was conversations and uh i wanted and up up in a way um i didn't like chance didn't like chance said he didn't like anything but didn't dislike anything but i had a few dislikes some songs were just like i did crazy not say white. i did not like anything i said no i, I said you didn't dislike anything oh, oh, oh yeah. i did have a few dislikes i didn't like the um marshmallow song it was like the whitest like high school musical, get up on a cafeteria table, start clapping. It was like a very white ass song. Then they had the uh Man of the Year. It was another song that was just way too white for me to enjoy. But that was the only song yeah, that see, I, I really that just hate it. Oh, and a trippy red song. I got that was the, the worst produced song. that's the worst produced song of the year. Um <laughs> that was just what, a the juice the song. juice and trippy song? Yeah, the beat alone in like the first ten seconds would make you want to turn it off. But those were my only like real dislikes. Other than that, it was a pretty good album. The Polo G song was also a good standout. I mean, he's selling 450K. That's his projected first week, which is absolutely insane. 
Pop Smoke did 250, and I thought that was a pretty big deal. But for Juice to do literally double that is absolutely insane. It just shows you like that reach he has, especially in the white community who who, who really run his shit up. Like I was on fucking Call of Duty um, yesterday, and people were asking me if I was running that new Juice. Like no, no, I'm trying to survive. <laughs> you had the MAGA white boys asking you if you listened to the Juice <laughs> moments before calling you a nigger. That's crazy. It's that emo rap yeah. sound in general. It's just like a huge demographic. Like X was selling like crazy before he passed. Like Lil Peep was like a cult icon before he passed. Juice was selling like crazy before he passed. And now they all passed. So now they're really going to sell crazy. Yeah, I didn't listen to the project. But um, I was a fan <laughs> of Juice. I mean, I, was, I wasn't the biggest fan of Juice. But I was a fan of him as, like, as an artist. Like The music wasn't for me. But um, it was clear that he was talented and that he wasn't really just like the other SoundCloud artists, especially once I saw that stat that he had like the most streams on SoundCloud in like 2017, I think. I think he was like SoundCloud Artist of the Year, maybe 2018. I think it was 2018, actually. Um, I think he got it for 2019, too, low key. Um, So like he definitely had crazy impact. I'll probably give it a listen. It's just like not really for me. Um, so I might, I also might let the hype die down because I saw he's supposed to sell crazy numbers like 400k, right? Something like that. 500. He's supposed to 500k now. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's a 500k. They're dropping like new merch every day for the album. And I guess this is the last week that the bundle will be available because Billboard announced that they're deading that, even though they announced they were deading that like last year. I don't even, all right, I'll let Vance give some background. But I don't think it's going to work. I don't even know that much about it. Uh, yeah, I have like the basic, very basic rundown. Uh, this is a tweet from Chart Data on the situation. Billboard is changing ticket bundling rules for album charts. Forced album and ticket bundles will no longer count. Opt-in bundles will count. Users have to request to add the album to a ticket purchase. Details expected Tuesday, effective as of October 2nd, 2020. So... That's basically what Billboard's trying to do. They last year. So they if made you like, want to buy merch, you're gonna have to hit a button that says, "I also want a digital copy of the album in order for it to copy as a count as a stream." Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. Well, I think it's, if it's you want, a, it's you're gonna have to buy the merch and then like add like the album for like another like six dollars, I think, or whatever. So yeah, oh, so that it's whole not thing even like. Oh, so you really gonna have to actually like buy the album? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work though, because last year they did. They said um, that they like made this similar rule because like Nicki Minaj was going crazy or whatever. No, it was DJ Khaled going crazy over Tyler the Creator, and um, they made this <laughs> they made this rule that um, all albums have to be like at least a certain amount of money, and you can't just do this. And the person has to actually download the album to their phone, but nothing changed, and the sales still counted. So I don't know how effective this is going to be. Well, the last rule was kind of bullshit, to be fair. It was like, if an average album cost is like ten ninety nine, then the merch album or the merch item had to be like at least $2 more than the album. It was some weird, it was some weird shit to where like it didn't really affect the sales. Like, I feel like this ruling is a lot more substantial in terms of like it's changing a lot in terms of artists are actually going to have to convince their fans to buy their album rather than kind of because with the old rule i feel like it just made it harder for the artists to mask their merch as bundles but now i feel i mean they just can't do it at all so i feel like it's over for a lot of these dudes like um we were talking about the country artists kenny kenny chesney the most notorious travis scott was the most notorious but he was gonna he was gonna sell regardless. He was gonna sell a crazy amount regardless, cause that's Travis, and that was like the most hyped album of the last like three or four years. But I'm but even talking ca- about with the singles, highest in the room. The oh yeah, Scots, all the merch, like everything. Is, is yeah, you're not wrong, cause that shit is wild. He does have merch for like every single song that drops. Um, but like Kenny Chesney literally put tour, like put up tour tickets. Um, in, in, in his bundle to sell an album and it was in the middle of coronavirus like clearly nobody is going to a tour right now but somehow these tour tickets still count as album sales or album streams or whatever 
Um, so I think for a lot of fraud dudes like him, um, this change is going to be hurting. But I just hope we get a little bit more accurate billboard numbers in the future, which we won't. So there's really no point in even me saying that. But I think this is definitely going to be know. a dip because, like, apparently 15 of the 17 number ones this year, like, involved merger bundles. <laughs> with like and like two of the number ones nav and the jack boys album like over 60 percent of the sales were from merch so it's gonna be like a crazy dip for certain people but i don't think it's gonna last that long i think like artists and labels are gonna find like a new cheat i think they've already like a new loophole like doing a loophole with the whole deluxe thing and like you saw with nav dropping a deluxe the same week of his album like i think they're gonna start You're doing stuff wrong. like that i think it was gonna it's like from instead of like finessing the physical sales units is going to go to finessing the streaming sales units. It's about to be a whole pivot. So you're saying that this could actually be worse when it comes to how algorithms and streams are manipulated, rather oh, yeah. than stream streaming manipulation rather than just masking our streams in a physical purchase. Yeah, streaming manipulation is about to go crazy since they've like gotten tighter on the physical sales. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I, I mean, I just hope... I mean, I saw a couple years ago, I think Rolling Stone, um, the magazine, was planning to put out their own music charts, like their own lists um, to, kind of, to kind of compete with Billboard because Billboard was catching so much flack. So if this is in response to that, I'm glad because Billboard was getting away with a lot of bullshit for a long time just because they were... They're like the only music charts, you know, so everybody's going to respect them, but... I'm glad now people are kind of seeing what's so bullshit about it. Even people like Six Nine, that regardless of what side of the, what team he's working for when it comes to streaming, um, he's at least like kind of bringing light to some of this shit in terms of like Ariana Grande buying thirty six thousand copies of her record or whatever um, to get it to number one. So hopefully we just see better music metrics in the future. I doubt it though. Not hopeful. Uh, speaking of metrics, Chance, how do you feel about your guy, Young Boy, offering to basically sell himself into music slavery for the rights <laughs> to his masters? Um, young Boy never broke again, aka Kentrell. Has um <laughs> has recently taken to man's. Instagram to announce or to uh, ask his label for his master. He offered four free albums to the label in exchange for his masters. Um. However, they say it. Fuck no, young boy. And um, you know, it, it it's kind of sad, but young boy who signed to I think who's he signed to YSL in Atlantic. I think he signed to Atlantic. Fact yeah, he signed me. to Atlantic. I believe he signed to Atlantic um, in 2017 to a two-year, five-album deal. And since 2017, yeah, young yeah, boy he, has dropped 13 to Atlantic and full-length projects. So. He's dropped 13 full-length projects, and apparently he's still not out of that deal somehow. So so no wonder his YouTube <laughs> numbers are so crazy. He's with... Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely, like... Everybody knew it was a terrible deal when it first came out, but you can't really feel... Like, you can't kill Youngboy too much for that. At the time, he had, like, four kids, and he was, like, 17. So I can't kill Youngboy for accepting a terrible deal at the time. But it's kind of crazy that the label that he's, like, delivered three times the amount they asked for and they still haven't let him out the deal even though he more than fulfilled what he said it's just crazy you that they can dictate what's an album and what's a mixtape well you see that's the thing that's the thing that's so big with um like masters and i guess i'll get into my industry nerd bag for a second the difference between publishing so you when you make a song chance you make a song right now you drop it all the money that comes from people wanting to play it at their shows and their TV shows and their movies, um, radio shows, all the streams, that shit is all counts under publishing. That's basically all the income streams that you're getting from the song. Now, that's one big part of ownership that artists like wanting to take ownership in is their publishing so that they can control and basically get all the income stream, all the stream income from their music. They don't have to split it with a label. Now, on top of that is your master, which is the actual physical recording of your song. Like you get to choose who like, see, if you're fighting for your publishing, if Target uses your song in a commercial, you're fighting for 
however much money um, Target is paying you. You're fighting to own all of that. Now, if you're fighting for your masters, you get to decide whether or not Target even uses your song in the first place. So while I feel young boy in terms of wanting to get his masters, it really makes no sense why a label would ever give up his math, would ever give up um, masters to an artist for four albums. Cause I feel like they're going to make way more money down the road with his, with the control of his masters. than um, the money that they're going to make off of streams from four albums. So on one hand, it's like, damn the label, like there's no incentive for the label to really, um, pull out of this deal. And that's what record labels do best is they gauge leverage and they make sure that they always have more than the artist even when the artist is like this mega star like young boy so the young boy has um, no leverage in this situation like the only leverage he has is kind of like a uzi situation of like i'm not putting out anything and like young boy seems incapable of not putting out music he teased like seven songs on instagram over the weekend like so i don't know how young boy is going to get out this situation unless like chance said he somehow calls rock nation which i don't know what they're going to do but <laughs> we'll see do you think this i mean I feel like it's almost a rhetorical question, but do you think that, uh, like, all these issues with the label, this shit affects just how he approaches music um, in general? And I guess it's just a bigger question of, like, do you think issues with a label can kind of hinder an artist's career, like, in a drastic way? Because, yeah, you're still (laughs) making music, you're still in the studio, but, like... It's uh, I don't really want to compare was, to that, but it's like if you're always having trouble at home with your significant other, then it's like you can't even really enjoy your work day, shit like that, you know, because it's like you always have to come home to an issue. So this is like I'm a whole debate in the like whole that. baby versus young boy thing where we said young boy is being like mismanaged. He's been running to the ground like, of course, he's going to drop uninspired not- music if he knows he's about to see like five percent of that. Like, I'm not about to give you my best work. And I'm about to see dimes of my own work while you eat. Like, see, because I wasn't, I wasn't under the impression that he had this bad of a relationship with his label. Because oh, it wasn't Young Boy. See, I have all these artists mixed up. I had Young Boy and NLE Choppa mixed up for the longest time. Because NLE Choppa is again. <laughs> NLE <laughs> Choppa is he signed he signed to Empire. I'm sorry, Young Boy. I'm sorry, New Orleans or Baton Rouge, the entire state of Louisiana. Um. NLE Choppa signed a United Masters where he basically retains all of his publishing and his masters. And for some reason, I thought Young Boy was under that deal, but quite the opposite. Um, so I don't know. He's so young and he has so much music out. I feel bad because <laughs> no like <laughs> the 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 label is going to make so much guap off of him. And that's the thing, Taj, you were saying, like he can hold out if he wants but he's still worth so much money, like his catalog is, and the label just owns that. So even if he doesn't put out anything new, like you said, he has 20,000 mixtapes and albums on streaming right now. So the label's going to be seeing money from that forever. I just don't really know really what options he has or what other artists in his position can really do to avoid situations like this. Because like, like we were talking about, he doesn't have any leverage in the situation. So... If you're kind of coming into negotiations with no leverage, there's not really too much you can do, especially when you're fighting with a team of 10 lawyers like uh, labels have and shit. I mean, all he can do at this point is like Tory lanes it and just drop project as a project as a project until he finally fulfills the deal and can go independent. Like, that's his only option. But well, that's what like I'm so confused about. That's what I'm confused about. What is it about, about these projects that's not fulfilling the requirement? That's the thing. That's the that thing. He doesn't the, get to like determine what's a mixtape and what's an album, and like the contract is like dependent on albums. So apparently, Atlantic well, is just labeling case, all the stuff mixtape. How the labels are able to get away with that because the labels are just going to label a mixtape forever. Well, that's that's Wes. Welcome to the music. Again, he has industry. no that's leverage. How they get, that's how they get artists into slave deals. They basically get them there for five albums, and they end up putting out ten projects because if they put out. And you know the rules are changing now because an EP was supposed to be like I think at least 25 minutes of music and an album is supposed to be at least 40 minutes of music. That's what a lot of uh, record contracts will state. So if Youngboy drops young like boy uh, can 36... Fulfill that requirement if he really wanted to. Youngboy easily has. 
but the thing about that Probably is has like, thousands of songs at the but like labels approach albums and mixtapes totally different you know like if you're making an album we have to probably shoot some videos for it we have to do some promo and that's going to cost more money that's coming out of your budget as well more money that you're going to have to pay back so like it's really just a lose lose um, but if that's what it takes to get out the deal, then you just got to do what you got to do. He can't. He can't control it though. Like the label's going to say when you drop the an artist, album. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they say like one back. album per year from you, young boy. Like I completely wouldn't be shocked if that's like kind of the least they got him on, like one album per year. And young boys just doesn't see why. But it's like what Vance said. They decide what's the album, so they can push it. Be like, see, we gave you this budget for the music video. We put you on like. The Breakfast Club, we did all this for you. Like, this was an album. This was just a mixtape you put out. Even though they both end up selling the exact same amount. Right. That's the that's the funny part. It's it's kind of like the NFL. Like if they were franchising a player, like we're not gonna let you go somewhere else and look for a long term deal. We have you for a great price, and we're just gonna keep franchising you every single year to make sure you can't get out of this deal. Um, and it's pretty fucked up. But if he, I, I mean, the uh, the most fucked up part about it is that these artists like legally can't even speak about it, like, cause what would what would be ideal is if Young Boy could come out right now and really have a platform and say, yo, my deal is fucked up to all younger artists. Don't do what I did. This and this is what I did. You should not be looking for this. But like, you can't do that. You can't just speak out on shit, especially when those are your business partners, quote unquote. Um, yeah, it's just another form I don't think of it matter. slavery. Yeah, it wouldn't matter anyway. Um, yeah, hopefully he's able to get predatory. out that deal or, you know, predatory practices by the label, characteristic of What's the music new? industry. Uh, let's get into a little DJ Academics. Um, Some bullying. I guess he's a fellow podcaster, fellow... Do you co-sign bullying, Chance? Do you think um, bullying is good in certain situations? I think bullying works. <laughs> I don't know. Is, do you, do you, are you saying DJ Academic is getting bullied or is he doing the bullying? He's definitely getting bullied right now. When, he, yeah, when, hasn't, some reason, when hasn't he gotten bullied, though? For some reason, um, DJ Academic is fighting a two-front a two war with both Meek Mills and Freddie mm. Gibbs. No, it's like a seven-front war. Social media. Don't sleep, don't sleep the on the legend. Week. Don't sleep on the legend family. Um... John and Chrissy. I believe that Freddie Gibbs is upset because academics made a smart comment in regards to Jeezy and Freddie Gibbs. I think he claimed that Jeezy was the better and more well-respected artist. The academics said um, um, Freddie Gibbs was irrelevant. That was pretty much the whole yeah, there you go. thing. Then he and got as into as the John Meek, Legend beat. Well, Meek. Was what about just, with Meek? What happened with Meek again? Uh, I think Meek just academics that, does uh, thing whenever that academics artists... like perpetuates uh, beef and he just promotes foolishness on his YouTube channel. Meek is just mad, which is kind of true. Uh, that's not. That's not what Meek a, is mad. A, he is a, he is an instigator. Why is Meek mad? Meek is mad because whenever academics drops, whenever an artist drops new music, academics posted on his Instagram and he's like, "Y'all like this?" and he has like a flame emoji or a trash emoji, and the comments usually say which one is which, and like Meek, um, when whole make Meek and Drake beef happen. Academics continue to do this for Meek. And, like, obviously Meek lost, so the whole comment section was just clowning Meek. So they've had beef since then, and it just keeps going. And every time Meek drops new music, right, academics post it, and it continues. But it's not exactly academics doing it. He's legit posting a very, is this trash or not? Trash, fire. And it's the comment section, but Meek is just, like, taking it out on him. Yeah, I don't know why Meek's concerned with academics. Um, and academics was making some fair points, just saying that, like, you know, like, why do you guys care so much? Like, you niggas not gangster, which is true. He's like a podcaster, so they're going hard. Like, Freddie Gibbs has like been posting memes and they're funny as shit. Calling um, <laughs> academics a quote unquote Teletubby, um, and Meek. Like, again, we just see Meek in some like beef that he really just doesn't belong in. Like, Meek is at this point in his career. Like, I don't really want to see Meek riding dirt bikes and fucking beefing with academics on Twitter. Like. Legally you learn your lesson. Bikes. Let's just, let's just, um, you know, let's let's keep with the activism and, and focusing on the music. So, but I feel like Meek yeah, had the I feel like Meek beat. had the biggest I feel like Meek had the biggest turnaround possible in hip hop ever. He was the subject of endless bullying from the largest rapper of our generation, and then 
became the face of the criminal injustice movement and then is somehow folding away that position by the, responding to DJ academics. And every and everybody on Twitter keeps posting that photo of him in the pool with the McDonald's <laughs> the fries, fries like <laughs> on his thighs. And that shit is just so funny because like I don't even remember that you were Meek Mandela just a, a year ago. I see you in the pool with these McDonald's fries on your on your on your swim trunks. Like a badass just like he, he just needs to just go away. I feel like he said he was going to stop using Twitter. I think he said he was going to get off Twitter. But you know, the niggas that announced that they're getting off Twitter are never the ones I that never get off Twitter. I never get off Twitter, exactly. I'm taking a break. If you need me, I got it. <laughs> I got I'm taking a break. If you need me, hit my phone. Like, nigga, we didn't ask. <laughs> like, nigga was not about to hit your phone anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um. I feel like the DJ academic shit, it's just so overplayed at this point. Like, it's like, all right, he's trolling, he's trolling, he's trolling. And then he says something like too serious. And then a rapper says, oh, you're a journalist. You don't want to mess with us. Like, we're rappers. We do this. Like, as Young Thug would say, we kill for real. And then it just becomes this discourse. I actually believe when Young like, Thug says it, though. Of course. <laughs> and then it just becomes this thing of, like, DJ Academics kind of backing down a little bit. And then he just revs it up again with another rapper. But, like... I don't think he was backing down, though. Like, he went pretty hard at Freddie. Um, I mean, at Freddie, but Meek and other artists like that, I think, I mean, I don't know. I also have a theory that academics is the police, so I feel like he's, he's not the police. He's just a very corny journalist with a lot of platform, with a huge platform. Yeah, he's a that these artists are all mad because, like, dick they can't control it like they can control other platforms. And academics knows that, and him being the corny person he is, he rubs it in the artist's face. And it's like the uh, entire I think beef. academics is police. I think academics is untouchable. Because you don't move this way unless you're untouchable. Like 6 9 He was untouchable. Those are the only two people we see move this way. I think he's just incredibly corny and he knows how to stay out the way. Like not He knows how to not academics to get six touched. Nine. Why wouldn't you, why, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't compare academics to 6 9 They were like lovers. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. All right, you guys want to talk um, about upcoming music? We got Drake coming. Grease, the long-awaited leak, is finally being released. Wait, is Gre- Grease is coming? Yeah, Grease is one of them coming in the two-pack this um, Friday. Apparently with DJ Khaled, so. I, I didn't know he was releasing the two-pack. Um, I, I, I thought he, like, slick announced, like, an album upcoming. He did, um, actually. He, he, he posted he, he a took meme. He Instagram and posted a meme. That said, are uh, you single? You, you probably, you've probably seen it because It said, no, I'm album. Drake. <laughs> but um, this might mean a, a Drake a Drake surprise album with no singles, which I'm down for. But um, what made you know, think it was a Drake surprise demo album? Tapes, like, I know I saw a hell of people saying that. I think it just means that what he's dropping is an album, yeah. soon and not a single. That's what I'm saying. Like an album soon. Like there's an album coming soon. Oh well, he's been a lot of people thought all. he was dropping a surprise this Friday and like not dropping any singles. Like I feel like people's reading comprehension was just in the gutter, but. Whatever. I hope it's the. I hope the other song is that one with Roddy that uh, I think oh, Hit Boy no. played. I think Hit Boy played in um, the Ultimate beat battle. Roddy fanboy, <laughs> bro. If Drake came out with a Young Boy song, nigga, you would already have it somehow. Um, but Drake yeah, that Roddy shit that. was sounding. You will hop what? on that wave soon. Do you, are, we, are we getting Island, Island Drake back? I saw a report that Drake was in Barbados. Greece's, I don't know he's if Greece's Island vibes. Hawaiian shirts. Well, Greece, he's like Greece, fucking French. Like he's speaking French. Vibes. He's speaking French on Greece. half of it. I'm just going to say Greece is about to be like the biggest track of like Isn't the last three months. Isn't Greece an island? Bro, I'm not, I'm a journalist. I'm not a geographer. I think he's saying ge- whatever Greece, his title like, is. that's some type of like UK term. Like that's what like slang they use. Like, no, they spell that, they spell up. that, they spell that differently. They spell that G-R-E- Wait, I think they just spelled that how Greece is spelled. <laughs> exactly. The, the, no, I, don't know. No, no, I know he was speaking French Greece. on the song, so we'll see. Let's get. Even this though I've heard the song, we, like got a another, times. we got another pack. Uh, Joy Badass announced a three pack coming this weekend. Uh, are we excited for new Joy Badass music? The first of Joy we've heard of Joy Badass since um, 2017, around this time, like April 2017. So. I don't even think he's really been in on, on any features. He's been on a few features, like outside, a like a, a few, a select few, a very few. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the return of a real rapper. 
the real rappers have been um, silent as of late. So I'm glad to hear another one. Let's get it. Yeah, I've been saying I was excited for Joey since he um, went on that weird thread of like comparing dropping new music to coming. I was like, all right, I guess. But yeah, I'm excited for the new Joey. I expect a lot of political commentary. Hopefully there's like one just like non-political, just one just hard song. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's all political. Either way, excited for new Joey. Oh, what do we think about it. the singles? Uh, Cuddy times Eminem, K. Trinata, and Lucky Day, and then Do To Me, Her. Wait, K. Trinata and Lucky Day dropped a song? Yeah, they dropped it wasn't a that crazy. Like, I'm about to, I'm about to think log about out it? this podcast now. I thought Her and the K. Trinata and Lucky Day song was pretty mid. Um, the Cuddy oh times Eminem song Everything. started off good, but then Eminem just had like a super long-winded verse that I kind of got tired of. Um, I mean, so it was, it was, it was okay. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Cuddy song, same, pretty much same thing as Chance. Eminem just like flooded me with like a million and ten topics. I didn't know what he was doing, but hella George Floyd. Like, all right, bruh. Yeah, it was a fuck Drew Brees, just randomly scattered <laughs> oh, yeah. in there, like parsley. It was just a lot of topics going on, and then they had the K Trinidad and Lucky Day. It was a cool song, but it's like it's quarantine. Like, I can't really vibe to this like i'm not about to do this in my room right now but i feel like it'd be good once all this is over and then the her song i didn't really i didn't like the her song it just yeah, made me think of rihanna boring. it made me miss rihanna um i have a question though like her it. i don't know do we do we feel like her potential is kind of no no pun intended is her is her potential kind of like being dwindled away because I feel like she just hasn't even though I think the Yo, talent this nigga is has there, come with the boldest takes after praising of, that mid Snow Allegra no 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 listen I think she's like on, on par with like her contemporaries as far as like a Summer Walker or a Snow Allegra or um, like a Janelle Eco. I think she's like as talented but I feel like her like she doesn't really have that definitive album yet like a Snow or I think a Summer, you're tripping or a Janelle Nah, I don't think she has album, a definitive project yet. I think that I think last she has project good she projects, but I don't think she just has like a definitive just like this is her. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting on that project. Like I'm really not sure who her. Isn't is that shit artist. literally called "This Is Her"? Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even like know it, but this was the pro- that was the project called "This Is Her," and it's a pretty definitive project. It's a good. Like yeah, she made two really solid projects. She's like you now. I heard a few of them. I haven't heard the whole project. That's what I'm saying. Like, together. why haven't? Why is her just not as popping as everybody else? Like, what well, is? I think, she, I think she. Well, I think one of it is one thing is her background. Like, she's originally a That's songwriter. Do, do so, like, she's she's like not. She didn't get introduced into back. the industry with like hella spotlight. You know, she kind of slowly made her way into the game. Um and I don't know. I mean, she's but do you on think that, like her lack? She's on of, that, I'm, I'm huh? not gonna say she lacks personality, but in just in terms of like a celebrity, like that's that's what I mean. But like, I'm not sure who her is. Like, I'm not really well, that's sure. The thing. I like, think it's like the I think it's like the Billie Eilish thing. It's like um, I haven't. She she doesn't really show her face um, for a while. She didn't show her face at all, and then she started getting her face out there. But even that, like, she doesn't really. Like sexual, like she's not really. I mean, I don't know she's if it's not really her, much the label or what, but like they don't have her as like a sex symbol I, I, yeah, or anything know. like that. I think he completely. So, like, which is fine. Like I'm not saying nothing's bad. No, about of course, that, but I'm of just course. Saying, but like, you're right. If you're not a sex symbol, just in terms of that's popularity. who's gonna get the most spotlight. Like Snow Allegra's new single is like her naked in the in the in the photo. It's not, like it's not though. You don't it's, think that's it's fair? like a bodysuit, but. <laughs> Yeah, but but regardless, naked. it's a new it's a nude looking photo. It's it's sensual, and we don't get those same vibes from, uh, from her. So I think that's like, cause sex sells, you know. Like, not yeah. to say she has to do this shit or not, of course. But like I, the artists that like, are acting more sexy are gonna just naturally have more attention drawn to them. Yeah, I feel like it's but people um, fuck with her. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I feel like the situation has been misread by you, Chance. It's not like I'm not saying people like, don't. Fuck it's not her she's failing to just... attract attention. It's that she doesn't. I feel like she could easily blow up if she wanted to, but like this is somebody that didn't even show their face for like the first two years of her singing career. 
she still doesn't show her eyes. Like, how many people right. can she even like spot glasses. her like walking out? Like, I don't think she wants to be this super big like artist. I think she more so just focuses on the quality of her work. So I don't think she's ever gonna be the superstar because she doesn't want to be. But like, the ones who know know. I mean, I know because I, I listened to that very first project. Sounds like you did. And know. I listened to some of the ones off that <laughs> off that last project. I haven't heard the entire project, so I'm gonna go back and listen to that joint. But the singles I did hear, I really do like. Um, yeah, that was my just this my little Hearst feel. Um, oh, what else we got? We got Pusha T saying he has a project with Madlib coming out and they're taking their time. Which even though I know this podcast clowns Pusha T, I mean, we already know what it's gonna be about. I think it's gonna be. So. I think it's gonna be a great project though. Put Pusha T with a I would, producer I would like bet that. Millions. I would bet my entire life that this shit gonna so, be about some drugs. Well, drugs and Drake. That's the only two uh, things this nigga raps about. <laughs> that's the only two things he's capable of spinning the bottle. He's spinning the bottle. That's literally should be the name of the project: Drugs and Drake. Drake, <laughs> Drake and drugs. Drake and Drake, drugs. Dracos and drugs. He would do some subliminal shit like that. He called it Dracos and drug and drugs or some shit. But um, I'm hype. I saw there's more coke rap coming, Benny the Butcher. Um, he's in rollout mode. You know, he's I'm hyped need up. to slow down. Let it, let somebody digest your music. Who, Benny or Push? Just that whole Griselda crew. Oh yeah, they just dropped. They're releasing too much music to TVH. You think so? I feel like they're I think so that's a old. problem we don't discuss enough. Like you can release too much music, you can overwhelm your audience. But but it's different. Like I feel like for them. They've been slept on, like they were in jail, like everything, like every time they thought they had their moment before, that shit has basically been stopped. So now that they're in their 30s and they finally have their moment, I kind of don't blame them for literally letting these niggas have it. Because it's not like the quality of work is dropping, you know? Yeah, it's just hard to like really attach or like... You're right, you're right. Really get a grip and get a hold, because you know, when you listen to a project... But street There's niggas, so I guess, music. love it. It might, it might take it. months for you to, like, really get into a project and really just, you know, that be your everyday type shit. At least for me. Like, I don't get into every project I end up loving. Like, I'm not into it always immediately. Like, sometimes it takes me, you know, sitting with that project and being the only, only music I have from that artist for me to, like, really just digest it and, like, enjoy it. But that's just me personally. No, you're right. That West Side Gun project was special, so I was a, I felt away when he dropped that EP or whatever that second album the other week because I kind of wanted everybody to sit with that West Side that Pray for Paris album a little bit longer. But it is what it is. I, I'm never complaining about more music. It's it's not like Migos, you know. Like Migos made the same concept album three times or twice. <laughs> Culture and Culture Two, and the second one had like thirty songs on it. So I think there's a bit of a difference, but. You're right. You should probably watch out in the future. I don't know. You Benny's moving. Else? Benny's moving weird. He's been scamming. I know we don't have him much oh, time, but he's been scamming like young artists. He's like giving this label, not label, this like agency or whatever, access to his Instagram, and they're DMing young artists saying, "How would you like a placement on a Benny the Butcher mixtape?" And whole SoundCloud time it's like a tape. random SoundCloud mixtape getting like 30 listens per um, stream. And these guys are paying like 600 to have their verse on it. And like Benny's like promoting and promoting it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I saw him even like double down. He like posted a video and was like, yo, this is bas- this is a le- like this is legit. This is what you need to do. Like when I was it's coming up, it was a nasty, <laughs> it was a nasty video. He was like, when I was coming up. I used to always try and get my shit on mixtapes, and that was my way of building exposure. So now I think this is the perfect opportunity for y'all to do the same. Like, bro, this is not 1990. Like, DJ Clue tapes are not a thing anymore. Like, that's not how people are finding out about music. Like, what is a SoundCloud mixtape going to do for your promotion at the, in 2020? Like, exactly. does he even the post silence. it? <laughs> the silence was your answer. Speaking of does, streaming, speaking of streaming, we, we didn't even discuss the... The new streaming service that's gonna allow artists to keep a hundred percent of their royalties. How's that gonna work? See that see that's what I'm saying. That's the same the company that was launching that is the same label slash company, whatever that uh NLE Chop assigned to where he, he gets to retain all of his masters. I don't really I see But if that's a streaming services, where is he gonna retain those masters? 
is that the label he's signing to? He's gonna be able to retain his mask. No, he's already that label. Or yeah, he's signed. He's signed. No, he signed to them. On that streaming service. See, now you're right, because now we're finally gonna start getting the merge. Well, the official merging. We already knew they were in bed together, streaming services and labels, but now we're really getting a full merge of streaming service and label. I think Audio Mac is trying to do a similar thing. Um, they're trying to launch their own label. Um, I think it's interesting. I think t- Title, right? Title is already kind of the most progressive streaming service when it comes to artists retaining uh, the most amount, the highest percentage of their royalties. Um, but I'm not really sure how it's going to work out with artists retaining all of their royalties on that streaming service. I don't trust it. Unless, unless they're just saying like, united masters won't be taking their own cut and they're just going to be making money in ad revenue which would be a really respectable move because they'd be perfectly fine making their money off ad revenue i feel like taking money from artists and streaming is just extra highway robbery but i'm not really too confident unless until i see the numbers i'm not confident at all i'm highly skeptical (laughs) highly skeptical like even you describing it of like a label and a streaming service being one it's like shady one oh one, like there should be a radar just, just going yeah, off shady. that this is shady. Either the numbers are gonna get fudged or like the artists aren't gonna get what they like pay for. Like you mentioned title, even title when they first got started, like they got exposed a few months ago for like fudging the first few albums numbers that were exclusively on title. Like Yeah, Kanye did <laughs> Kanye was claiming he didn't get paid <laughs> for all the life of Pablo streams. Yeah. I, I can definitely I mean I would wait if I was an artist. I would wait like a year or two, wait for them to do a couple of returns, and then I would go into it. I wouldn't be one of the first people to just go ahead and sign to them or try it out. But that's just me. Well, they're they're a respectable service when it or a respectable option when it comes to like, because I don't really know how they how it works if it's a distribution company or what. But they're like there's a lot of artists that that are with them. United. Um, united masters like they're doing good shit which is why like i i'm um i want to be hopeful about it but like streaming is just such a nasty business i'm not very Um, hopeful at all so i'm not hopeful even in the comment section of the announcement whenever artists would like ask a question like how does this work there would be one like verified artist that would like have the same comment and you'd be like this label helped get my song on 2K, and I retain all my money. And he used to like oh, re- nah, they apply had- that same copy and paste to every like prospective artist. I'm like, bro, this is kind of shady. This is the same company working for Benny the Butcher. They just they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking over the industry with the scam bots. That's just crazy. But yeah, that was that. Um, last words, cool. episode 22. I feel like a lot of same was going to cut out. Chance just kept throwing in topics. <laughs> we did. Chance was Chance was tossing them joints in there. But uh, I do not have anything to talk about. I don't have anything else to say. Thank you all for listening. I'm not promoting any music. Don't ask me to send anything if any of my clients are listening to this. I'm not making music for at least another couple weeks. Um, yes, all. Anything from you all? I have nothing to say. Not a big last words, guy. Thanks for listening if you made it this far. Um, Vance's Unheard Artists will take you out. Followed by Vance Podcast Overdog. <laughs> um, we got this week, Lil' Keed, No yeah, Dealings. New single. I ain't want no dealing with you. I dropped selling with you. Louis Duff bag got bands in it. It hold more than 150. Yeah, yeah. I ain't losing, nigga. I'm winning. Y'all rockin' shit in the bridges. Yeah, yeah. I had a gang riding in the business. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, be quiet, you're itty bitty. Shit, catch front end, back end, then deal. Bad little bitch, yeah, she came my tilt. No little shop, Katy Paul like clips. Gon' get a bad and I flip like gems. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcast over, dog.